Welcome to the Unrestricted Podcast. My name is Emily. And my name is Han, and our mission is to spend 15 minutes each week discussing your eating disorder recovery-related questions. Thank you so much for being here, and we hope you enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Unrestricted Podcast. Today, Han and I are going to be answering the question, did you ever have a moment where you wanted to give up and how did you overcome this? And the first thing that I want to say about this question is, I think it's very easy when you're in recovery and you are looking at other people who have done it, who are recovered, they're sharing content and you very well may find all of the stuff super inspirational but there can be this feeling of like how did they just do it though how did they just get up every day and do it and how did they not feel so scared and how and there can be this sort of almost separation from you doing recovery and then this person who's done it and wow and how did they manage it and I suppose as someone who has recovered now I really want you listening to know that there is nothing superhuman in this There is nothing about the struggle and the general day-to-day of recovery that wasn't experienced by those people who have recovered. And I think, I suppose what I'm saying is there were definitely days where it was hard, where I didn't necessarily want to keep on putting one foot in front of the other. There were times where I slipped up and had setbacks and made mistakes. And that whole concept of recovery isn't linear. It's so easy to sometimes throw these sentences around and not really pay attention to what that means and the reality of that. And that is so true. It's not linear. It absolutely isn't. My journey definitely wasn't. And I am absolutely certain that there isn't a person out there who has recovered whose journey was from the moment they started to the moment they finished just perfect all the way it just doesn't happen like that and so the thing I want to start with as I say is that you are not alone in the struggle and the fact that you are struggling does not mean that you are not on the right path doing recovery right and going to get to that place of recovered absolutely I think I agree entirely about that phrase of recovery is not linear being mm. um, thrown about but maybe not acknowledged as um, and sort of kind of understood because I feel as though exactly as you say Emily there we can do all of this listening to podcasts just as this and we can um, get the experiences of recovered people and we can kind of distance ourselves from how they've done it compared to maybe our own strengths and what we feel incapable of doing and exactly as you say my recovery was um my recovery was messy the neural Mm. rewiring work was not done in the most consistent and perfect way because ultimately I still had an active eating disorder which was pushing me and gearing me uh, to act in certain ways and whilst they were suggestions sometimes I took missteps and it's only through a gradual acknowledgement of those thoughts and then doing better once I knew better that I had more consistency and more kind of base behind me and I think one of the traps that I fell into especially when I was comparing myself to those um, kind of superheroes that I saw online who were just doing it and or had done it was well if I if I can't do it 100% 
I might as well not do it at all. And I think that kind of plays into my my nature, um, zero or 100. But in recovery, it really, really can't be that case. Of course, we want to get as close to pushing you to your furthest extent as possible. But that doesn't mean that if you are incapable of doing one step forward, you should actually just do nothing at all and save it till that time where you expect you'll be able to take those hundred steps at once if you see what I mean yeah absolutely and I think that's that concept isn't it that recovery actions no matter how small or insignificant they may seem or feel every single one of them is valid and valuable and they lead to more recovery actions you know so the more you do the more you build up and making mistakes is part of the process recovery is a journey And it is a journey where your questions are answered along the way and where you make mistakes. And it is not the mistakes that stop you. It is not failing that stops you. Actually, the thing that stops you from reaching a place of being fully recovered is not picking yourself up, dusting yourself off and starting again. That's the bit that stops you. And so I think, you know, in this question where it was, how did you how did I overcome those moments where I did want to give up? I think the reality for me was checking in and going, what is the end destination if I choose to give up? Like if I choose not to carry on, where is that really leading me? Where's that really going? What's that leading towards? And then knowing on a visceral level, I didn't want to go that way. And then going, well, there's only one other option. You know, when it comes to recovery, you are either choosing recovery or you are choosing your eating disorder. And so from that point of view, the decision making gets really simple and going, right, well, I don't want to live the rest of my life with an eating disorder. So I have to pick myself back up. I have to check in with myself. I have to reach out to the people around me who were able to support. I have to do a sort of self inventory of where are my actions at? and go, right, what needs to change? And the very most important thing is to pick yourself up, dust yourself off, and then focus on the now. Right in that moment, take some kind of rebellious action, get that ball rolling. Because coming back to what started this was that recovery actions lead to more recovery actions. And so how you overcome slip-ups is by dusting yourself off, picking yourself up, getting clear on the destination that you actually want to head in and then focusing yourself on the now and taking actions now that are getting you one step closer towards that place. No, definitely, definitely. I think um, just to home in on that question once again about was there a particular moment as such? And um, I think just picking up on the word moment, I would say it was less than um, just a particular moment that I can remember, but more more like a series of moments Mm. just littered throughout the recovery. Uh, And I I feel as though um, expecting there to just be this one kind of memory, which everything came, came crashing down um, is, is not kind of my experience. Perhaps there would be for, for some people, but, but not my own. I think it was more of these decisions being made to carry on with recovery every single day or however often those thoughts came up not to and and going against them and I think it's it's really that um insight of I can't believe that there were thoughts to not continue which is really really interesting for me and actually something that um we we spoke about before Mm. we started recording about looking back and thinking kind of how with the value of hindsight of being fully recovered can we 
can we think back to a time when actually it wasn't just go forward, just go forward? How were there those doubts? And I think mm. that's a really nice, um, hopefully a nice thing to share of being um, kind of surprised that there could have ever been those doubts there. Because, of course, with what we know now, that the way forward is, of course, the best option. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I know that's definitely one of the first things we said when we sort of discussed we were going to be answering that question today. And it's so true. I know that on a superficial level, I think I can't even relate to the person who didn't just know every <laughs> second of every day that recovery was the right thing. But that's very easy to say when you don't have an eating disorder. <laughs> Yet when you are in recovery, you have an eating disorder that is constantly making suggestions that can feel distant and they can feel very close about why recovery is not the right option. And so when you are in it, it's just so important to be aware of the fact that they are eating disorder suggestions. And the fact that you maybe are having those thoughts of, do I want to give up? Like, what's the point in carrying on? One, know that that doesn't necessarily have to mean anything. Like, you can just acknowledge it and separate it and go, that's eating disorder talking. Of course, I want to keep going. I'm in recovery. I'm moving towards a place where I'm eating sort of free. And then you get on your action taking. But also, you know, if you start to notice a growing, um, a bubbling sensation of these thoughts, uh, more a higher prevalence of these thoughts, it may be worth checking in and going, hmm, is there anything that I'm doing that is fanning the flames of the eating disorders? Anything that I'm doing that is fueling these thoughts? Because I think anything in recovery, we have to check in and go, hmm, what's going on here? Where are my actions at? Where is my thinking at? What am I doing? What could I be doing more to push in that rebellious direction? Yeah, absolutely. And whether that's fallen into a, a little bit of a deficit or potentially the reemergence of some behaviours, I definitely noticed in in my own recovery when there were then when when there was a higher prevalence of kind of slip backwards thoughts or something along those lines, it was usually related to something going on which I hadn't quite noticed yet. Mm. So it is really a case of exactly as you say, bringing your awareness to some of those things that have maybe slipped in without without you noticing. And um, exactly as you say also, Emily, I really agree with the idea of the thoughts can enter your head and sometimes they don't actually mean anything, even though we've kind of just said that there might be something going on un underneath it all. They could just be entering your head based on uh, the nature of having an eating disorder and wanting to um, your head still being programmed to kind of try and keep you quote unquote safe in the way that it knows best and that is usually by by not changing your behaviors so those thoughts of remaining where you are or potentially even slipping backwards you have to kind of um, circle them out as just thoughts and of course that's easier said than done and um, a lot easier said when you are uh, free from it all but it is not the thoughts entering your head that is the issue in this situation the thought of relapse the thought of slipping backwards or just staying where you are is not the issue even though it seems like it in the moment the issue is whether or not you act on it or not so this is the really important thing that I had to keep reminding myself in my recovery it's what you do with the thought rather than the thought itself and then you can get the sense of empowerment of actually I can pick and choose what comes into my brain or not and when you are going ahead with your recovery in that kind of no option not to go in 
the the progressive direction then the decision to keep on going doesn't seem that complicated anymore there was kind of only one route that you were going to go anyway and that that was forward yeah absolutely every single bit of that I was just nodding along because it's so true actions are everything what you choose to do with that thought is what matters and at the end of the day if your brain the eating disorder neural network is throwing those suggestions and you consistently show your brain through your actions that you're not acting on it that's not relevant your brain sees that it hears that it goes oh okay those suggestions clearly aren't relevant any longer we will stop sending those and that is in a very simple term exactly what neural rewiring is it's that process of externalizing the thought seeing it for what it is and then choosing to do the opposite creating that little bit of distance between what you think and what you do and with that distance know right I'm in recovery. I have to do the opposite of what the eating disorder has wanted me to do. And that informs your action taking. And then that then feeds back into that neural rewiring process. Um, yeah, just just nodding along the entire thing. And I suppose <laughs> the only thing I would like to add as well, um, which kind of goes along with what I was saying earlier, is that every single moment of every single day is an opportunity to check in and go, hmm, where are things at? What am I doing? Where I'm at with my recovery? Oh, right. Okay. Foot on the accelerator. Every single moment of every single day. And that can relate to where you're having a slip up, a setback, a relapse, whatever level that might be. Every single moment. It is not. And the eating sort of will often try and play this card. Oh, well, tomorrow. Tomorrow will start. Tomorrow will be the day that we overcome this setback. This is That's what we'll do. And I just want you to know, do not listen to that. Because it's EDBS and it is only leading to one place, which is more EDBS. What you have to recognize is now is what you've got. And so in whatever moment it is that you have had that realization that things are not going in the direction that you need them to be going, that is the moment where your power is. That is the moment where you can choose to do things differently. And that is what you have to do. Yeah. Definitely. I, I think that what you just said there, Emily, about um, some uh, EDBS, uh, feeding more EDBS is um, if we if we had to explain that, I, I, I personally wouldn't want to. But from my experience, that is exactly what happens. The more I started listening to the thoughts, then the more credibility it gave to yeah. other thoughts. And then um, in in no time at all, there was this ripple effect of the more tolerance that I'd been giving the eating sort of thoughts, kind of the louder and more intense that they, that they became. So it has yeah. to be exactly, as you say, acting in that moment with what you have to, to put a real stop to that um, maybe at the moment it's it's just a, a glimmer of a um maybe that's too much of a positive word it's just a um some remnants of a disordered thought you have to be doing all you can to stamp that out as quickly as possible mm. rather than allowing any of that any of that delay um i think kind of the final thing that i would just add to that would be if there does seem to be any recurrent particular trigger that emerges for you um and, and this might be, I don't know, having an argument with someone and then suddenly your head goes to that idea of, oh, well, I give up. It's not worth it. Or some, I don't know, there is a, an issue with a meal and suddenly your head just goes to it was never meant to be. The universe isn't on my side. I give up that type of um, 
catastrophizing that that is so common in recovery identifying those and bringing support around those particular mm. um kind of nuanced experiences that you currently have is really really important and that's the case exactly as we've been saying hopefully all the way through this episode of just learning with what is relevant to you and what you need to maybe pad some more support around to enable you to just push forward in that right direction because it's not a case of those occasions um, trying to rule them out as as happening it's a case of if and when that thought does come are you still going to proceed and that's going to be so much easier when you have the right support around you and when you even just have the awareness of what's happening yeah absolutely there's so much value in being able to predict um the thoughts and the things that can come up based on different triggering situations triggering comments there's so much value in that prediction um and you know when you were talking about the edbs it's very very much that where your attention goes energy flows and from a neural point of view that is so important because the more you pay attention to a certain thought pattern a certain belief the more energy you send in that direction and whilst actions are king in recovery from that neural rewiring point of view our attention that is also important and our attention is the element of our thoughts that we do have control over we maybe cannot control the thought that comes up but we can control and choose where we direct our attention Mm -hmm. spot on um i think to be honest uh i have said everything that i had noted down to mention so uh (laughs) from my end uh, i'm all done unless you have anything else to say emily no no i'm all done as well so thank you very much to everyone who's listening and we very much look forward to speaking with you again next week Thank you very much for listening. Bye-bye. Bye.